Yeah. <clears throat> well. Look, I'm fucking sorry, okay? I... <laughs> I really enjoyed doing this for a while. And... Uh... But, you know, before before the world got crazy and <laughs> people people just forgot how to talk uh, and joke and have a have a good time. Um, so when the world got crazy, like I said, I think a couple of times last year when I came back and did these, um, it was almost like I felt like I had nothing really to say or a better way to say it would be I felt like I was so stressed out. And my mind was on so many other things that when I was done here, I was done here. And I just wanted to go home or go to the gym or go fish. I didn't want to put the effort because doing a podcast does take effort into sharing more stories because I felt like I felt like all of us were living in a goddamn, like in the movie Idiocracy. That's what I feel like we've been living in for fucking two years. <laughs> so if you've, listen for a while or uh you listen when I started doing this I don't even know how many episodes we got 19 18 uh some are just the silliest of goosest time you know uh some are pretty deep and it all it all really depends on how I'm feeling and it depends on because uh, like I said, I literally started this because I don't want to pay a therapist. <laughs> Although I'm sure, I'm sure that would be a great thing. But I don't, I don't want to pay a therapist. Um, so verbalizing for me has always helped a lot. Um, so, so that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to try, try. Because a lot of people, and when I say a lot, um, I guess thousands. I mean, I logged into my, my podcast app. Hold on a second. Got a little sip of water. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated, baby. Um, I got like thousands of people downloaded this podcast, which is hilarious. I don't know who the fuck listens to this, but thank you. <laughs> um, when is it? That's April, 2022. Yeah. So, I guess what I'm what I'm going to try to say on this podcast this one specifically is I am not a outwardly or I guess even like personality-wise I'm not an angry guy. I think anybody who knows me uh could probably tell you that they've never really seen me mad. Um cuz I don't I don't do that whole thing where, you know, you're at fucking some bar and, you know, some guy bumps into you and some guy who's, you know, on 10 different types of steroids, like freaks out and starts screaming. And like, I don't, that's just a, it's a waste. Like I've never been the angry, yelling, crazy person. Like it actually is weird. I actually don't, I forget what my yelling voice sounds like. So when it happened last year, um, it's weird because it, it doesn't sound like me. I'm not a, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so I'm not an angry guy at all. And uh, in the past, and a lot of things I've touched on on here, I always had a way, I always had a way of dealing or looking back at times when 
I was doing something for the wrong reasons, like trying to prove someone wrong. Or if, you know, my first two relationships when I was, you know, cheated on and lied to and treated like absolute shit. Um, like the natural reaction to being told you can't do something is you want to prove X person wrong, which is that is the worst thing you could ever do. You should never do that because the payoff at the end, even if you achieve said thing, is never going to feel like what you think it's going to feel like. And then you just end up getting depressed, which is what happened to me. Um, the relationship thing, um, you're never you're never going to, at least my first relationship back when I was 21 to 24 or 23. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a real young. <laughs> just a little baby, Kyle. A little baby ape. Um, shaved head, fucking wore a lot of white beaters, no beard. A good solid thick 235. I looked like Bane, but like Bane plus like a 12 pack of Edmonds donuts, you know, the double chocolate ones. Um, <laughs> uh, I look back at that and, and I sit there and I'm just like, you, you try to figure out, you know, how someone that you put so much time and effort into uh, could be horrible to you. Um, you're never going to figure that out. It's, it's people people's uh it's just humans are weird we're weird animals like it's just you're never gonna you know so you you search for that answer you even might think like oh damn i hope something shitty happens to that person but you don't you know as i've grown and matured you kind of let go of that stuff and you just think like man like i feel sorry for that person i hope that they find peace in their life i hope that they you know, look back at what they did or how they treated me or other folks and try to make a change. Cause I'm not a believer in your, your forever, your mistakes. I don't, I'm not a believer in that. Um, but, uh, so I guess if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, this is not how it goes. Usually, usually <laughs> there is three specific examples of a story. And then I kind of reflect on that. This is more of a therapy session because I got to tell you, growing up, I didn't, you know, I liked the winter. Now, I wasn't skier, wasn't snowboarder. I don't like being cold. Now, do I feel the cold? I do, but not as much as everybody else. I mean, your boy was wearing gym shorts throughout the winter. My mom, bless her heart, she has nothing to do with how crazy I am. She was a great mom. <laughs> But I was a fucking lunatic kid. Um, and it's the same because now I'm just a lunatic adult. But, um, you know, I loved being outside in the snow. I thought it was magical. You just, you grow up in Maine, you grow up in the Northeast, you deal with a long, dark winter. And I remember growing up and I remember the first time I heard it, I was in college. It was our, our college quarterback, this big dude, strapping stud of a man. And he would always talk about how I was like, why, why do you tan? Why do you, tan? which is hilarious. Cause then your boy ended up living in a tanning bed. <laughs> it's, it's so bad for you. Um, anyway, fucking, he said something. He was like, oh, well I, I tan in the winter because I have seasonal depression. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Like what the, like I used to think people who said that were just saying that for attention, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people who just say shit to get attention. Sorry, little sips of my water. Um, 
And I always thought that was bullshit. And then through my 20s, I heard people say that. And again, the winner, it never really bothered me, really, per se. Um, the last two years, it's really taken a toll on me. <laughs> like, um, again, I, you know, who the fuck knows? That could be from COVID, the world, you know, all of the shit that I never will probably speak about on here that's happened in the world. All the stress that people have been feeling. Um it I think it was that mixed with like the pressure of life and the pressure of running a business and kind of what I'm going to talk about kind of culminating in the fact that I love being warm. I love being outside. I don't like being cold anymore. I don't like it getting dark at fucking three o'clock in the afternoon and not getting light out till like eight 30 in the morning. Like it's, I'm not, but then people, people will always be like, well, why, why don't you move? Why don't you move? Cause I don't want to fucking live in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to live at a fucking ant farm in New York city. Oh, it's New York. It's the best. Ugh, fuck off. No, I don't want to live in an ant farm on the 42nd floor and pay $4,000 a month for 600 square feet. Like keep me as far away from people as possible, which is so hilarious because I'm very extroverted when I need to be and used to be a huge socialite and extrovert. Now I can turn it on. Like I'm very good with people. Um, but then when the work day's over, baby, I just want to go home. I'm gonna watch Sopranos on the couch. I want to get a nice wine buzz on. Uh, I want to lay with my little pupper. I want to hang out with Amy. Don't want to be at a bar where like five people are like flipping through fucking dating apps and TikTok, and then just like, what did you say? Can we get some nachos? Don't give a fuck about that. Don't want to be there. <sighs> Sorry, my blood pressure just went up thinking about it. Anyway, so okay, so. Don't want to live anywhere else. Okay. Now I could totally see living somewhere warmer, being a snowbird. Um, not sure if we'll ever be able to afford that, but that's a goal because the winter fucking sucks. And I'm not just saying it to say it. And I know people always get mad at me when I say it on my social media. Why don't you just fucking move? Well, look, man, I'm look, you're allowed to go be the whitest person ever at Sugarloaf. <laughs> Sorry, EJ. I don't remember which mountain you go to or anybody else who does this. And I don't want to take a take a terrifying ride up a goddamn floating bench that you could easily just fall out of and die um, while while taking a nip of fireball, excuse me, gonna puke uh, or, or or rumple mints. <laughs> is rumple mints a fucking is rumple mints rumple mints? What the hold on a second. Rumple mints. Wait a minute. Let me look this up. Gonna making some improvements to the podcast too. It's gonna be a video podcast attached to this pretty soon. Um, Rumple mints. Oh yeah, it is. Peppermint snob. Yep, totally a thing. See, wasn't dreaming that. Um, Rumple. So whatever, right? I don't want to fucking get a buzz on in ten degree weather to go to some mountaintop and go, wow, it's really beautiful. And you know what? I've been snowboarding. Tried snowboarding, been skiing. I, I don't know. I was somewhere in the Poconos. You're you're down you're down the hill in like twenty seconds. All that work for twenty seconds? Eh. No, I don't. It doesn't. No, no, no. Beach, fucking, uh, you know, 
a, a majestic stream, you know, in Montana in the summer, where at any moment a majestic buck can traipse down in front of you and take a little sip of water because he knows he's not going to get his fucking head blown off. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, fuck, man. The west side of Maui? Give me that, dude. I don't want to be at the top of a mountain freezing my dick off. You know what I'm saying? So, um, also too, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, your boy cusses. This is explicit. Do not have it on the speakers at work. Keep your fucking headphones in and just pretend that you're listening to, I don't fucking know. Okay. So that's a little backstory, right? So I don't like winter. Now, like I said in the beginning, I've always been able to, especially, this is why I love aging. I've always been able to, I I love aging because you can look back and go, huh, that's why that didn't work. You know, you don't have hindsight when you're going through stuff. You can kind of predict or I look back at everything now in my life and I go, that's why that happened. That's why that happened. And nine times out of 10, it's your fucking fault. Whether it's your fault or it's not, when you accept either one of those things, you're making progress as a human. Like you just have to accept when something's your fault and move on. Now, like with these other things, I was chasing more of a feeling, right? I was chasing, um, I was running from the actual reality of the situation, right? Cause I knew that there was a reality. So like, when I found out that my first girlfriend had hooked up with like a, a guy who looked like Vin Diesel, but Vin Diesel after like a couple double quarter pounders every day. Um, and then like, you know, lied to me about it for years, whatever. I, I was very confused, <laughs> but like, holy shit, you look at that now and you go, holy fucking shit. That's amazing. I'm so happy I didn't end up with that person. <laughs> like, was li- Oh my God. I could like, I could not even be here right now. I could be living in New Jersey. Like it just, you're like, holy fuck, that's amazing. Like, and I try to say that to people when they're going through tough times in a relationship where it's like, you're so weak where you think like, ah, well, fuck it. I could get over it. Like, let's just stay together because I'm comfortable with this person or I like the idea of what this person was. I was running from the idea of, I just want to forget that this happened. So you know, went out, man hoarded up. There was nothing that I felt. There was no emotion that I felt. There was nothing, right? That's what I tried to do to fill that void. And I don't recommend anybody do that at all. Um, but that's what a lot of people do. And that's what I did. Um, and then you're always thinking too, that you're going to get like some sort of apology or especially for me too, you know, a lot of things get said at the end of a relationship and, and, um, you know, if somebody goes, you're a loser, you fucking, your business sucks or you'll never be anything. It's like each time you make an accomplishment happen or you move up a certain, uh, to a certain level, you think like, I hope this motherfucker sees this. Like, and I did that for years. Like it just, that is, there's never, the time's never going to come. So the end point for me in that was, okay, Figure out, you know, accept that that happened. Figure out what's going to make you happy. And then eventually all that stuff just just fades away. I don't think about, I don't even, I haven't thought about that in years. It just came up as a note of how I was going to build this story out. 
of how it's going to kind of give some perspective on what I went through this past winter and, or what I'm still going through, I suppose. Um, I can look at that and just go, yeah, I was young and she was young and, you know, mistakes were made and I don't harbor any ill will. Like, it's just like, okay, like it's, you know, hope that person finds happiness and you, and then for me, I don't care if she meant that she thinks I was a loser or that my business sucked. I mean, I'm the one running it. I'm the one who's made a living of it. I'm the one who gets so happy about coming here every single day, even if I'm tired day in and day out, because it is the only thing I'm good at. And it's the only thing I love and I love doing it. Um, and that's, that's victory, man. That, that is victory. <laughs> like, you know? Um, so yeah, you know, and then with CFC, that was really an extension of that. Cause then that's when kind of elixir at first and then catalyst with a K and now CFC through the 2010s. That is what really held me back was not wanting to appear a failure. Um, which I've touched on so many fucking times on this podcast. If you've listened, um, and you just really like, you're never again, you're never, I used to think there was going to come a time where you just say, wow, I've made it. Wow. I've made it. And any business owner will tell you that's never going to come. If you're passionate, it's never going to come. You can look and go, Holy shit, this is crazy. Like last week we had we did uh the second custom day where we let people take our just the kid from Maine, which is easily the most sold thing we've ever done. Um, you know, it's kind of it's been around for five years. Pretty much all thirty-five to forty thousand people who have those shirts are people who are from Maine or who are from away. They want that shirt, whatever. Um, it has a ceiling, right? And for years people were always like, Oh, you should do custom shirts, and it's it's hard. Like you it's <laughs> You can't just do, you can't just do custom shirts all the time. It, it takes a lot. We make everything here. So we wanted to open it up for a day. So the first day we sold out in like 10 hours, like midnight to 10 AM. And then I was like, fuck, we missed, we missed a lot of potential sales. We did this faster than we thought. We handled it really well. It was super cool. It came with cool packaging. It gave people like 15% off for life. And I remember thinking again, well, let's do it again. So and you sit there and, and the release time comes and it's 10 o'clock at night. The first time was midnight, which was even crazier. And you watch like a lot of people go to the website and it's just boom, 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 boom. And you're like, okay, I remember a time where it took me eight months to sell a t-shirt, a single t-shirt. It took me eight years to make this a full-time job. Now there are people who are waiting up sometimes way past their bedtime to get something custom because they like us or they like the idea of us or what we do or what we stand for. That's such a huge victory. And sometimes the first time it went over my head this, this time when I was, I, I, you know, we made all the art. So 240 something orders, 500 something shirts, you know, probably 140 or 50 different towns around the country, not just Maine. It was majority Maine, but, um, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to waste an hour. (laughs) Literally. I was like, fuck this. I need a picture of this shit. And, um, it took me forever. I had to lay out 
every single piece of paper that had the art, just a kid from Hong Kong, Wyoming, Harpswell, fucking Millinocket, whatever. Um, Cause I just wanted to see it. Like I just wanted to see all of it. And I wanted to like take that moment in and just be like, damn, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what other people do for business in the state. I don't know what other clothing companies do on a single day. But to me, that was just incredible to me. And that was, again, reiterating like, okay, take in these moments. Think about where you were. Think about where you are and where you're going. But the thing with where you're going is I don't, I don't have any goals. Like when people say like, what's your goal for, it's like, I don't have a goal. I want to be happy. (laughs) I want to make other people happy. And obviously, yes, I'd like to keep growing, but I also want to be happy. I don't, I don't want to grow at the expense of my happiness, if that makes any sense. And I have a couple of friends that are very successful business owners who I, I, I like to chop up and talk about this kind of stuff sometimes with them. And they feel the same way. And, and, but you meet people too, who had a business and it got super big and it just becomes a thing and they become bored with it. And it just becomes something that they look to sell and get out of. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, so for me, I think about that stuff sometimes. And I've talked about it on here where shit, man, like I don't, I mean, I get stressed. Every business owner, especially the last two years, gets stressed. I mean, there's times where, you know, the last thing on people's minds is buying t-shirts and stuff gets tight. And there's some times where you think, God, life can get no better. <laughs> Selling everything. Um, and that's business. You know, it's it's never going to be a time where you go, well, I've made it. I think even a, a, a bill, I think Elon Musk would even tell you, like, there's never a time where he sits and goes, I've made it. Because if you're truly driven, you always want to do more and more and more and more. That's the thing that nobody tells you is that you're never going to feel like you're there. So when you have an opportunity to lay out hundreds of towns on a floor, because that many people bought your stuff in a day and take a picture that will last a lifetime, maybe, I don't know. It's in a fucking phone. I guess if my phone gets lost, (laughs) um, you do it. And that's something that I can understand. I can understand getting over the, not hatred, but disgust for previous relationships. I can get over people telling me I couldn't do it because as you, as you age, you understand that none of that really matters. And it's really, it's really on you. Like as you get older, you're just like, okay, this is, this shit's on me. Like, at the end of the day, these people are going to drop away, drop away, drop away. And you're left with yourself and the ones that you hold close to you and your family. And that's what matters. And even if you're going through some shit right now, like a breakup or business starting or business not going well or whatever, that shit, five months, a year from now, you'll look back and laugh because you're like, I can't believe I stressed about that. But in the meantime, in the meantime, coming to the next thing, uh, sometimes you don't want to hear that. <laughs> sometimes you, you don't know what the payoff will be. And I hope that eventually there'll be a payoff or some, some hindsight for what I'm about to talk about. Because um, 
think I've talked about it a lot on here. I've always been a very, uh, when I was younger, a very selfish person, um, very egotistical person. And through a lot of fuck ups, a lot of disappointments, failures, you know, just failing over and over you, that hardens you and it gives you perspective on being confident versus cocky. Um, you know, arrogant versus uh, being, you know, very, very confident in your abilities, right? Um, and I was always so selfish. That's what kind of spawned Catalyst was, well, I need to be able to sleep at night. I need to be able to know that I give back and donate money and try to help and inspire people through what we do here. That's my sleeping pill. That's what allows me to be like, all right, I, I think I'm doing, doing okay. I think I'm doing good stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, not going to get into too many specifics of it, but the winner mixed with, um, a friend that I had known for, you know, over a decade. Um, you know, I tried to be there for, um, tried to take in help support, um, emotionally, uh, financially, um, gave a million chances over and over and over and over again. And when everybody around me was telling me, you know, it was almost like an addict. I've never dealt with a drug addict before, but that is what I would compare it to or what people say it is like to deal with one. It's just, you try to help and you keep getting burned, you keep getting burned. And, um, like I said, I haven't heard myself yell in, uh, <laughs> when was the last time? Fuck. I don't even remember. It's been a while. And, uh, I just got to a point where this person just kept pushing my buttons and pushing my buttons because I felt like I was being disrespected after I had shown so much respect. And after I had tried to help, like really, really tried to help. And, uh, this person created uh, quite a mess for me to clean up to say the least. Um, so you sit there and I can only talk to so many people about certain things, you know, like a couple buddies knew Amy knew and every single person's like, why do you deal with this person? Why do you deal with this person? Because like deep down you want to believe just like the thing I said in the beginning, you want to believe that person is the person that you remember in your memory of how they were when you first met that person. You want to believe that they're good. And I think people who are addicts or just not good people, um, they're never, they're never gonna, they're gonna let you down. And I, I wrestled with, did I do enough? I think I did. <laughs> um, did I say enough? Did I help enough? Um, should I have known better? Should I have known better trying to help this person? Um, so in the meantime, you're trying to process, trying to help someone and getting screwed over. You're trying to process the stress of fixing something that they um, messed up. You're trying to run a business. You're, you know, trying to buy a house. You're trying to just life. You're trying to do all this shit, right? (laughs) And uh, so that mixed with the winter. And like from January to... 
Yeah, because I got COVID in January again. I got the the Omerion variant, and uh, <laughs> remember B two K. Um, this is so rapey. Two thousands and nineties R and B. Yeah, so I got that. I remember because the only symptoms I had were I lost my taste and my smell. Which, dude, let me puke and shit my pants and feel awful 24 seven, have my eyesight taken away. Don't take away my taste. Do you have any idea how depressing it is to not be able to taste pizza? It's fucking real depressing. (laughs) So it was right around there. And like January, February, this is what I struggled with. Of course the winner, but this new thing where every other thing I can look back at and I didn't see the resolution at the time and there really was no resolution. It was just me moving on and getting over great John Mayer song. Um, and this one's tough because it irks me still because in all the other, all the other stages of my life, I was, I was pretty selfish and fuck this time I was the opposite of that. I was a million times the opposite. I was trying to help more than ever. And it just ended up biting me in the cock. <laughs> I started saying that more because biting someone in the ass really wouldn't hurt that bad. But if someone bit you in the cock, that's way more painful. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so... I guess the therapy part of this is that I don't know what I don't know if I'm ever going to let go of it. And I know that I have to, um, there was a lot of lessons learned from it, immediate ones that I see, but I hope in the future I can let go. And the point of that story is that I, I hope that anybody who's listened to that, you can do that too, because I think it really contributed to, um, my stress and my seasonal depression that made it worse and all of that. I let that anger consume me and I'm not an angry guy. And there was a point where I would just sit there and tell people like, I don't know what to do with my anger, <laughs> which is hilarious because most people would never assume that of me. Um, I didn't know what to do with it, but that anger, um, manifested itself and just, you know, a lot of depression and yeah, a lot of dark days for sure. But I'm coming out of that now. So I figured now is a good time to talk. (laughs) And that was a big reason why I didn't do a lot of podcasting this winter. Um, But I hope in the future, I hope that I have a follow episode up episode to this and I can, uh, I can think like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I feel better about this now. You know what I mean? Um, Because for a while it was like, I don't want this to make me lose faith in people. Um, Now, let me start this by saying, fuck most people. (laughs) Um, And the other half are cool. Um, I used to think everybody had good intentions and if the chips were down, they would do the right thing. That's not the case. Um, but the people who will do that are people that I choose to be around. Um, so lesson learned and the bigger takeaway being that I 
uh, I'm not an angry guy, but I did not know what to do with my anger. And I would suggest if you're going through that right now to reach out to me or reach out to somebody and just try to talk through it because just sitting there with your anger will not be a good thing in the long run. Um, so yeah, so maybe this wasn't the episode y'all were waiting on. I know the most downloaded one was happiness is a hot body contest. Um, which is just fantastic. I mean, I, I, I'm so proud of that episode and that's a real episode. That's a shoot. That's not a fucking work, dude. That's a shoot, man. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, oh, actually one more thing. Um, I'm going to do this more, but life update, right? So, you know how, uh, it's totally off topic, but I just, this is, it's <laughs> how I want to wrap up this app guys. Um, you know how Owen Wilson's got a fucked up crooked nose? And of course he doesn't fix it because people know him for that. Now, I'm not saying I'm fucking Owen Wilson, okay? I'm just saying, like, sometimes people don't fix shit because people know them for it. So I don't know if you notice. <clears throat> Your boy's got a real crooked nose. Uh, had a deviated septum since I can remember. I'm not really sure how I got it. Uh, it's just always been that way. Like, the whole left side of my nose, huge bone. Uh, pretty much I only got breathing out of my right one. And as of late, it's become progressively worse. Now, you're saying, why wouldn't you just get your deviated septum fixed? Because I don't want them to fucking scrape the inside of my nose. It's Look, I understand I'm, I'm going to be, uh, you know, whatever, anesthesia, is that what it's fucking called? Uh, I know I'm going to be passed out. But the thing that I fear is I don't, I don't want my nose to look different. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'm not into plastic surgery, not into Botox. I know Botox is like, is normal now is drinking a fucking glass of water. Like bitches are just, bitches are just shooting fucking nuclear bombs of Botox into their face. Like, it's just, Hey ladies, cool it with the tox. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, just, just get some eye cream or something. God damn it. Age gracefully. Um, that's my two cents anyway. Uh, so my concern is that my nose is going to look different. And I like having a big schnoz, you know? Um, but the one thing I'm very, very excited about is <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom's kindergarten teacher, and I went to a little elementary school, <laughs> elementary, clearly I didn't go too much, um, and so it was like kindergarten through six and my mom's kindergarten teacher. I had her and then, uh, first through six, I was there, but like, it's, you know, my mom was at the school all the time. So like I had this weird thing where like, I would just leave whatever class I was in and go like pop into my mom's classroom, like an asshole and be like, Hey mom. And like run out. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have problems anyway. So, uh, I think it was third grade. It was third grade. Was it Miss Lehman? Mrs. Leach. Uh, I'll never forget this. Um, if you listen to any of these podcasts, you can get an idea of the kind of kid I was. Okay. Now, again, my mom had nothing to do with this shit. Okay. She was a single mom, me and my sister. She's doing the best she could. She's a kindergarten teacher and did like a million other things to pay bills. Um, but I was a lot. So I remember we were, we were doing some sort of arts and craft and, um, was it masking tape or scotch tape? Masking's the white one, right? We were doing something with masking tape 
and I don't I can't tell you really what I was thinking. I may have been high on animal crackers. Mrs. Leach would keep like a swimming pool full of animal animal crackers. And she was like, get them whatever you want, kids. So your boy was eating some animal crackers. Could have been sugar high off of that. I don't really fucking know. I don't remember. I just remember taking a ball of masking tape and like smelling it Uh, like a perfectly round ball. Like I would say the size of a pea, a little smaller than a pea. And I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but the shit snorted right up into my fucking nose. <laughs> I could feel it go at the top of my nose. I'm pretty sure it passed my fucking eyeball. And I freaked out and I ran uh, to my mom's classroom. And of course, like, imagine you're my mom. You're like, you know, oh, my mom at the time. She probably was 40 or 39 at that time. Kindergarten teacher. Great perm. She's trying to teach her kindergarten class. And in comes her little asshole third grade son. And I'm trying to get the words out that I snorted up a piece of masking tape. <laughs> and uh, she just starts, bu- she just busts out laughing. It was the first time I, th- I saw my mom like break character uh, of, a t- of a school teacher. And so the next thing I know, we're, we, we leave early. She takes me over to my, my pediatrician or doctor that I went through. It was like the only doctor in the town. So like he was my pediatrician, but then he was like my doctor, like in high school and college too. I don't fucking know. Um, Dr. Baker, great fucking guy. Uh, and he just kind of concluded, he was like, well, he's like, you know, I'm looking up there. It's, you know, it's not in your, you know, it's probably up there somewhere, but you know, it's just really nothing we can do. You know, it's, it's going to decay over time or just stay there or maybe it will just come out. That's what he said. So you know where I'm going with this. When they fix your boy's nose, I'm going to say, while you're up there, is there a piece of fucking masking tape that is, let's see, third grade, so six, seven, eight, that is 29 years old? Is it still intact? And if you can find it, can you give it to me? <laughs> um, yeah. So that is... Pretty much the only reason, well, that and I, I'm going to be able to breathe better, which is awesome. Uh, your boy can't breathe too well um, through his nose. So uh, when it does happen, I will give you an update and let you know whether or not they took that piece of masking tape out of my nose. It's going to be 29 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the pod, guys. Uh, definitely uh, got a new pewter. Definitely lost the old theme song. So your boy is going out. Coming in and going out with a new theme song. Hope you like. Hope you like. Um, I wish I could get licensing rights to like a Kip Moore song or something, but I know he would fucking spit in my face if I ask him. Um, but yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Like, subscribe, comment. Uh, I'll be back next week. This was just... Daddy needed to talk about this, okay? I needed to talk about how I've been feeling. Without saying too much. But I'm back. And I'll see you next week. Fucking take care of yourselves. Get some pizza up in you. Get some Coors Banquets up in you. Summertime's coming, baby. Who gives a fuck about abs anymore? We'll see you guys later. (laughs) Yo, hang on. That's police.